Welcome to Wired AF. You're listening to your host, Stefan Brandon. Today we're going to talk about why are six-week or eight-week, even 12-week challenges, why are they so popular and why does everyone love them? Why does everyone sign up to them? Yeah. And then our thoughts around them as well, what we think about them. We're talking more about these body transformation challenges. Not so much like performance or strength ones, but more the ones that focus on fast weight loss um, or really quick transformations in physical appearance. That's what we're kind of talking about here. I'm sure all of you can relate to some that you've heard of or seen. Um, And even even ones ones. that you've done in the past. Yeah, and lots of people have done them, you know, like it's a very popular thing. Um, But yeah, we do have some problems with these transformation challenges. But one thing is for for certain is that people can get stuck into training and start training through these challenges because they are um, marketed so well. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. And in a way, they do work, but they are very flawed and they are, uh, I guess, quite broken. And the system after the challenge is what we're focusing on today as well. Mm. And, and the consequences of it in the future um, in, in your training as well is something that we're going to discuss. And even just, you know, your, your attitude towards training and how you view tra- training and nutrition can be, I guess, skewed a little bit because you're, you always look at training and you always look at exercise as kind of like a temporary fix to whatever problems you have or whatever issues or something that you're trying to work on opposed to looking at it as uh, something that you should do for your body, like exercising your heart, exercising your body, building strong joints and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So I guess the first thing we want to talk about is what is the problem with these challenges? What don't we like about them? Well, they end. <laughs> That's probably the thing that we don't like the most is it has a time frame. So you're getting people in, say a four-week or a six-week challenge, uh, and they don't work because you're going to stop training and you're going to stop taking things more seriously and stop prioritizing your health because it's not a challenge. It's not a... It's not, you know, it's, it's not like a lifestyle that lasts forever. You're telling people you should eat this way and train this way only for eight weeks or six weeks, whatever the time frame is. And then once that time's over, you can stop because you've reached the results and you don't have to do anything else to maintain it, which is not true. We promote consistent changes that you can do forever and sustainable changes, um, whereas these challenge don't, challenges don't promote that. And you should want to do it forever. You should yeah. want to um, maintain a certain level of health forever or mm-hmm. a good level of health as well. Yeah, another problem with these challenges as well is often they just focus on fast weight loss. You know, eight weeks to lose weight or however much that time frame is, it's just a bit too quick, especially if you're looking at someone who maybe has a fair bit of body fat to lose. Um, and they're just focusing on really fast weight loss. There's no other really goals. Um, it's, you know, they're not focusing on performance or strength gains. Um, and they're not like, it's just not really healthy to think that way exactly and something Steph said there which was really important was performance and that's something that we're really big on together and it's something that you cannot really measure at the end of it there's no six week snatch challenge where they're going to add 20 kilos to your snatch Uh, I don't think that exists yet and maybe we should start it but uh, with with weight loss as Steph mentioned it's weight loss it's not fat loss so they're just after how many kilos can this person lose and the winner of all of the, you know, sometimes they even do competitions who, you know, yeah. loses the most, like the biggest loser, those kind of things. And whoever loses the most or, or whoever loses the most most body weight uh, or looks the best is deemed the winner, uh, not necessarily the person who um, had the most amount of challenges to overcome in order to come to training every day or the things that they had to sacrifice in their own time or the transformation that they made with their relationship with food. And those things are, are you know, a lot more valuable and a lot more important and they're going to mean a lot more to you in the future. 
Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. Um, the other problem I have is that it really promotes restrictive diet behaviours, especially because you're saying, well, you only have to eat this way for this amount of time. So it's almost demonising food and saying that you can't have certain food choices because you're on a challenge. And so then it kind of, it, it's just getting rid of that um, normal eating, like how you should normally eat, which is allowing yourself a balanced diet, you know, allowing yourself to have a little bit of cake if it's someone's birthday, that might be once a month, but if you're on the challenge, you might be saying, oh, no, I can't have cake. And so then it's promoting these restrictive diet behaviours, which you can, you know, we've done podcasts about this before, about diet culture and how it's not healthy to restrict your food in that way, not just physically, but for your mindset as well. Um, and we like to promote balance. Um, and often as well, the calories on these diets are just a bit too low and they're not specific to individual needs. So you're going to find that people, um, you know, maybe it's a one size fits all where all females have 1200 calories a day, 1200 calories a day, which is way too low. And then all males have 1500 calories a day, which again, way too low. Um, and if you're doing that for eight weeks, well, of course, you're going to put weight back on after the challenge is done. And it's just, it, it's just really not promoting good behaviours around food. Exactly. And as Steph said, you, of course, you're going to put weight on, but of course, you're going to lose weight doing that. So you've got to also understand that the weight that you're losing may not necessarily, may not necessarily be fat loss. It may actually be lean mass, lots of water, especially mm -hmm. if it's in a short period of time. You probably might notice yourself if you have pizza one night and you drink heaps of water as well. When you have pizza, it has quite a lot of salt. You retain water. You have the carbohydrates from the bread. And then the next day, you weigh significantly heavier. You maybe put on two kilos. I know my weight can fluctuate anywhere between three and four kilos mm -hmm. in the space of two days. So I didn't put on four kilos of fat. I didn't put on four kilos of weight. It's the water retention. It's the way your body's holding that water because of salt and because of carbohydrates mm -hmm. and obviously the stores that are in your muscles as well. And when you understand all that and when you understand how your body works, you couldn't really have lost that much fat in such a small mm -hmm. space of time. And that's why we see, uh, we discussed about it in some other podcasts, but that's why we see that increase in body weight again. And that's obviously you know, not an ideal thing. That's not how we would want someone to lose weight. The other thing uh, that we also see is we know why these restrictive diets work. And one of the main things is they eliminate processed foods and elimination of processed foods is obviously not a bad thing. It's obviously something that's quite, um, I guess, beneficial. quite yeah, it's, it can be quite beneficial and it's obviously very prevalent in uh, Western diets and you know people eat quite a lot of processed food quite a lot of uber eats and it's very common mm -hmm. and you remove that suddenly you're going to be doing pretty well yeah. okay so, and you start eating whole food so there are some things that obviously are quite good in the diets but the basis of these diets this why they work the essence of them is just because they're removing those processed foods as well and they're just restrictive Extremely yeah. restrictive, yeah. Yeah. So then I guess what happens after the challenge is over, um, well, we already sort of discussed it a little bit, but often people put the weight back on um, because, like we said, you know, you've, you've had a start and a finish date and then as soon as you've done that challenge, uh, whatever time frame it was, maybe eight weeks, and then now all of a sudden you can basically uh, eat whatever you want. So your brain might be thinking, I can go crazy now. I can eat everything that I haven't had for the last eight weeks. Um, so all of a sudden you are going to put that body weight back on. And as they've said, you... That attitude of, well, you can eat whatever you want, 
That's bizarre because you can eat whatever you want whenever you want. And yeah. we, we are so lucky to live in Australia, which is where we're from. And we can have, we have access to literally any food, any type of food we want. Mm-hmm. And most of us can pretty much afford any food we want. Yeah. And that's also something that's really special as well. So we're very lucky in that sense to put yourself into a position where you're going to dramatically restrict the food groups or the foods that you're going to be eating for such a small space of time doesn't really make any sense Mm. uh, unless there's some health reasons or some health concerns Mm. that you're trying to work out or some allergies you Mm. might have. It makes no sense to place yourself in a chicken and broccoli diet only for eight weeks or six weeks or a soup only diet or all these other diets that we've spoken about and roasted in the past. but. You know, it makes no sense because we are so lucky to have access to food. So when you finish your challenge, you know, we're going to talk about it in a, in a moment what we'd like to see from the challenges later on. But what one of those things is so important is you can eat whatever you want all the time. And understanding that is going to help people a lot with disordered eating and those uh, disordered eating behaviors yeah exactly and just on that point a lot of times people's mindset around food and around challenges and around dieting or exercise will change so it could go a couple of ways you know like we spoke about they finish the challenge and then they want to eat everything because they've been restricted or they've done this challenge and now they want to reach their next new low body weight and it almost encourages them to continue this diet behavior which is not always necessarily a good diet behavior especially if it's an unsustainable one um, and especially if you're not really getting enough calories in your diet and especially if you're just keeping on focusing on always trying to reach that new low weight or always losing weight or always restricting your food that's just not really a good healthy mindset you got to think you know if this challenge if you go on this challenge only to go on another challenge afterwards was it really beneficial? A lot of people think, oh, I did this diet, it worked. But did it work if you had to do it again? Or if, did it work if you have to go into another diet again? Like, uh, why, aren't, why aren't you happy with where you're at now? Why can't you just eat consistently the whole way through and just eat the same way forever, slowly get your results rather than try to quickly get a result? What kind of goals would someone set for a challenge? I, I think it's always body fat or body weight, yeah, or size, decreasing their size. And my argument with that would be saying, well, why do you need to be smaller or why do you need to um, lose centimetres or lose lose weight unless maybe it is for a health reason? But, like, what do you get out of that? What is that gain for you? You just maybe feel better about yourself or maybe you can fit in smaller clothes, but are you any better at your job if you've lost this weight? Are you any, you know, are you a better parent? Are you a better friend? Like, you've got to consider these things. What did you have to sacrifice? Some things um, are obviously, yeah, so some of those points are very relevant and with the six-week challenges, you know, wanting to lose weight, we're not saying wanting to lose weight is a bad thing. No, we're not. And it's just how it's being delivered to people can be worked, can be better. Yeah, it can, can be, be a lot improved better. on, definitely, yeah. So, you know, we want people to have a, a good mindset around food and around training. We want them to have, you know, try and feel better about their body image and self-esteem. And sometimes these challenges, they don't promote good mindsets and they don't promote good self-esteem or... Um, body image. Well, if we take a step back from mm. why someone or a business would want to do a uh, challenge, and remember these are businesses running these challenges, is to make lots of money mm-hmm. and to make lots of money from you because hopefully some people will do well. They'll put those people, only the best people, promoting their challenge and then they'll have a list of all these people that supposedly did the challenge and achieved awesome results. What about the people that didn't really do that well on the challenge? I don't really see any of those. Do you, do you, do you ever see those? Yeah. So I never see like 
how is it that they can have so many people sign up mm-hmm. and there's only three people they post up because there's only three people that actually did well and the other 18 out of the, well, the whatever they had, oh, 17 yeah. left, if there, was, if there was 20, those other people, nothing changed for them. They probably fell off in the first couple of weeks and they're, not, and they're, and they're looking for the next challenge. Yep. So, and that's very common. So it's just like Instagram, you know, only people only post their best lifts, they only post yeah. their best angles, uh, they only post under good lighting conditions, they only post when they're feeling good. It's not realistic. So that's the other thing you guys have to be aware of. They're only showing the best people, the best results that they got from the challenge. So mm-hmm. it does not necessarily mean that's going to be you. And it's marketed purely for them to make large volume of money. Uh, and that's, we don't believe in that. Our business doesn't operate on the premise of doing that and trying to rip our clients off. Uh, and that's not how we do things. And their goal is to generate as much money as they can. And you've got to understand that when you're looking at these challenges, especially big businesses like the supplement companies and stuff, when they run those challenges, I doubt you're getting individual support like what you get from Steph and I. I doubt you'd be getting a um, someone to check in with you quite regularly. And I think you'd just be following a cookie cutter meal plan. And you know, we know it works. We discussed it. No processed foods. Do 100 push-ups each day. You're probably going to improve. Yeah. Uh, and 100 push-ups, 100 squats, yeah, five days yeah, a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying that's that probably work, yeah. probably something that they would get these people to do. You oh, know, they're, yeah. they're only going to make them do you know some random hit workout. That's uh, walking. You know, 10 meters, doing some split they're not, squats. They're and not reinventing. The wheel. No, just giving you exercise, you know, exercise works. It hasn't been thought out. It hasn't been developed. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it is rubbish in some of them. Yeah. So what should you do instead? Now we can, I guess, finish on a more of a positive note. What should you do instead of doing a challenge? Or how would we like to see these challenges improved? Brendan, what do you reckon? Yeah. So one of the things that's really important, and with these challenges, it's the you can't really change the the name or the thing associated to it. And I think challenge is probably the wrong word that we're looking for with, with people that want to work with us. So I can't say what would someone else do because I don't really use that terminology with uh, with my clients. We're, whenever we do comps and stuff like that, which is something that could be somewhat comparable, like competition prep, my clients are training all year round anyway and they're working hard with me as it is. When we're going to a competition, essentially all we're doing, they're not changing their body weight, they're not doing anything dramatic. All they're doing is dialing in their lifts a little bit more, maybe doing some specific movements and then they're doing a competition and that's it. So that's the only thing I would say that's comparable to a challenge. So as far as what I would like to see from it is, well, it's just normal. It's just an introduction into this is what training and exercise should be like. And that's so how I'd like you to see make it. it. You want them to make it more normal, make it more like realistic basically. Yeah. And yeah. obviously that doesn't sell. Mm, no, it's true. Yeah. I'd like that. I'd like to see more performance and strength-based movements and measuring like say lifts or um, like what you can actually do. So for example, testing your 500 meter row time, you know, is a really great way to sort of see where you're at with your fitness. But no first, one would want to buy that. And then retest that eight weeks later, you know, how much that's way better because then you're actually like almost you're improving in some way in a way that's not body weight focused or how many body weight squats can you do in a minute or how many push-ups can you do maybe you could do zero and now you can do three at the end of the challenge just you know something really simple it, it doesn't have to be heavy weightlifting, but just testing functional movements um, to see if you have actually improved i think that would be really beneficial um, and even just improving the way that their diet plans are i don't think that um giving people a meal plan that's you know, vague and everybody does the same number of calories and it's just restrictive. I don't think that that's beneficial. I think they need to be more educated. Something simple like getting people to add protein at every meal. Like teach people what macronutrients are, what is protein, what is carbs, what is fat. 
don't demonize them, but try to help people construct their own meals. So if you're making a meal, you put protein in it, you put carbs in it, you put fat in it, but get the ratios to a good quantity. And then people have the tools to be able to do this after the challenge is finished. So it's more like an educational eight week program to teach them how to eat and teach them what these foods are and how to construct a meal as well as improving their training performance over that's what I would like to see over this time most people you you probably agree with this but most people would probably get more out of a cooking class than they would out of a you know something like that so people just focusing on improving their cooking skills focusing on you know getting everyone to share the meals that they make during that period Mm -hmm. um, or you know focusing on a specific type of you know cuisine for that week or, or something like that and that can get people to experiment with lots of different foods and get them out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. also get them more comfortable with cooking different things and getting more comfortable being in the kitchen because ultimately that's where you're going to yield quite a lot of your results and build um, quite a lot of you know good relationship with food and, and build that foundation with your nutrition and that's something that's really important opposed to you know if everyone took the same 1500 calorie diet or the same 2000 the calories here are irrelevant we know that the person needs to eat you know certain types of foods the amount that they're eating you know that can vary depending on the person it's not really the the calories and that isn't really what we're after we don't don't really care about that what we care about is you guys getting sure making sure you're getting quality nutrients in all your meals and making sure you guys uh, feel confident in the kitchen and are actually going to prepare your meals yourself Mm. uh, and actually put some you know emphasis on that and Mm. some accountability on that yeah and like we've said it before and we'll say it again like everyone knows vegetables are good for you like it's not rocket science you know that veggies are good for you so you know eat more vegetables (laughs) Um, and just I think also improving that mindset around not getting into another diet or not getting into another challenge it's more about consistent results and doing something that you can do forever that's more sustainable so allowing yourself balance I think that's really important that's what we need to promote because there's just so much diet culture out there and so many negative kind of or people pushing negative mindsets onto other people and then they think that that's the way the way to go like they think that's going to get them their results so taking the emphasis off the body weight and putting more emphasis onto making really good food choices like we said learning how to train properly learning what is in foods um, and just having a balance eating nutritious foods protein in every meal vegetables that kind of thing drinking your water sleeping recovery recovery is really important we've spoken about this um, so you guys hopefully have listened to those podcasts before. So, you know, all these basics that we harp on about all We're the sounding time. like a broken record, yeah, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> We're just copy-pasting old podcast episodes into this one. <laughs> but, you know, like we, you, we, know, we know what works and we know what doesn't work. So these transformation challenges, they, they don't work traditionally. Um, and I think they can definitely do a little bit to improve. Definitely. The last thing I want to touch on is just patience Mm. and something that's really important. So whenever you are working on whatever it is you're working on right now, whether it's you're just coming to the gym, trying to be consistent with the amount of sessions you're doing, trying to stick to, you know, having regular meals, trying to make time to have meals, try and stop out of your day, try not to use your phone when you're eating lunch or dinner, any of those things, just be patient with the payoff that you're going to get from those. So Mm. just understand that, you know, people don't just suddenly end up snatching a heavy weight or they don't end up looking ripped at like a bodybuilder instantly and regardless of what your goal is it's going to take time and you need patience and that's something that people sometimes forget and that's why this challenge is sell is because they're trying to sell you a quick fix and try and remove that you know hard work almost but there is no replacement for that and that will take time mm-hmm, exactly 
Um, so that's all we had today on this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you did want to contact us, we are on all of the internet stuff. So we've got Instagram going. You sound YF, like me. Internet, internet stuff. Internet. It's because I hang around you. I can't help it. It rubs off. <laughs> so we've got uh, our Instagram page, YAF Podcast. We have our YouTube channel, which some of you might be watching this on. Maybe you're listening on your Spotify or iTunes. We would love if you want to share stuff that you like listening to or watching. Um, tell all your friends because, you know, we want to help as many people as we can, educate as many people as we can. And um, if you guys share it, then more people get to see it and be educated as well. And that's all from us. Yeah, Thanks. perfect. Put it on your stories. Put it on there. Share us. Tag us in your uh, – if you're listening, tag us. That will be awesome. And then more people can find out about mm-hmm. our podcast and listen to it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. I hope you guys have a good day. Yep. See ya. See ya.